For the 33rd time in the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Shinyon Pro Wrestling will put on its G1 Climax Tournament. This tournament brings together the best heavyweights from around the world and this year's field is the largest in the history of this tournament. 32 wrestlers split into 4 blocks of 8 will compete with the top 2 from each block moving on to a knockout phase and they will continue until there is one left and that one will claim the G1 Climax Trophy and a title opportunity at Wrestle Kingdom for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And for the fourth year in a row, the No Spots podcast will once again cover this tournament from beginning to end with Champ and Sage providing previews and recaps each and every week all the way until the tournament's end. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fourth season of the G1 Climax Recall. Technology can suck my dick. Anyway, what's oh up, everybody? How God. we doing, ladies and gentlemen? I I, I got to come in hot. Sorry for the delay, everybody. Listen, sorry for the delay, everybody. Uh, I'll explain what happened in just a minute. But, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the season premiere, season four premiere of the G1 Climax Recall, part of the No Spots Podcast Network, as the G1 Climax 33 tournament is just around the corner, and we are here to cover it from the very beginning until a champion has been crowned. I am DC's People's Champ. I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner to my left. You're right if you are watching us on our Twitch channel. He woke up as this guy named Sage. Sage, konbawa, yeloshke gashimasu. Konbawa, what's going on, people? We are in the building through a thunderstorm. And I'm glad I made it home early today. <laughs> Oh, by the way, you might have to go back in the stream yard and change your mic because it went back to your computer. Guys, he got a brand new mic and it sounds great. But okay, so here's what happened, everybody. As we started the stream and we did the whole little video to like get everybody, wait till people got in and everything like that. I went to go to the restroom because I knew I was like, I'm going to be sitting here for about an hour and a half, two hours. There we go. Uh, sitting here for like an hour and a half, two hours, just, you know, talking wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I said, let me go to the bathroom, get it out the way so that way I ain't got to worry about it until after I'm done. Just as I'm sitting in the bathroom, all of a sudden, my power flickered off and then back on. I said, up, I knew that was going to happen. And sure enough, my internet goes right out. And so it takes my internet a little bit of time to kick it, to kick back up. So I was trying to get back on with my hotspot so that I can end this one and start a new one uh, so that way it wouldn't be all effed up. But uh, I got a feeling it's probably going to be effed up. We'll have to see. But either way, um, we're just going to roll with it. So we are here because we are here for the G1 Climax Tournament. If you are not familiar with the G1 Climax Tournament and what's the, with how that tournament entails, it is New Japan's heavyweight version of the best of the Super Juniors tournament where heavyweights go at it in a round-robin tournament block format where they earn points for victories or draws and no points for, for a loss and the most points out of a block. Well, this year it's a lot different, but in, in previous tournaments it was two blocks of ten. The highest point getter from each block faced each other in the final, and then the winner of that no time limits uh, match won the G1, con uh, G1 trophy and earned the right to challenge for the IWGP Championship 
at Wrestle Kingdom in January. This year, it's a whole lot different. It is 32 wrestlers, the biggest field ever in the history of the G1. 32 wrestlers, and they are split up into four blocks of eight. So each block has eight wrestlers, and, uh, and the, each block has their own unique and distinct look and feel to them, which we'll get into when we talk about the field of the 32 with uh, all those four blocks. But before we get into the G1 Climax, we want to bring talk about something that took place uh, just a couple of weeks ago in Corcoran Hall, and that was New Japan Strong, the New Japan Strong roster coming over to Japan to take part in a two-night event known as Independence Day, which took place on July 4th and 5th. And my goodness, um, my what goodness, my goodness me, it was what a what a two-night show. What a two-day, what a two-night show. That thing was a banger. <laughs> hey, it I really thought Seamus was. was on it the way that show was. <laughs> banger after banger after banger after banger. I'm telling you, I bro. Think the only, to be honest, I think the only non-banger on there were the pre-match, the pre-show matches. Well, let's look at, let's look back on them, too, so, shall we? So, again, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, the pre-show match, the first, the kickoff match that happened on night one was uh, Oscar Lloyd made teaming with uh, Yo and Ryusuke Taguchi to take on, uh, and these were three guys from the indie promotion Freedoms in Japan. It was Takahiro, Katori, Dragon Libre, and Kengo. Uh Fair, decent match. It went almost 11 minutes, 10 minutes, 45 seconds to be exact. But Yo got the victory, nailing direct drive on Dragon Libre to get the victory for the New Japan side of things. So that's how things sort of got warmed up for the crowd in Corkwin before they went to proper main card status and saw the DKC take on Bad Dude Tito, Big Teats. And this match went almost seven and a half minutes with the tequila screwdriver that bad dude used, which uh, on commentary they call it the Steiner screwdriver, which, it, I mean, Steiner did use that as mo variation of the move. The Steiner screwdriver, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But the bad dude Tito calls it the tequila screw, uh, screwdriver, and it got him the victory. And uh, so there you go. And then our second matchup was another multi-man match that saw Team Filthy's West Coast Record Crew and J.R. Kratos, who wasn't dressed in Hogan colors, taking off Ryohei Oiwa and oh the team now known as Monster Sauce, the Murderhawk Monster Lance Archer and the Sauce Alex Zane. Now, what stood out in this match to me wasn't really the in-ring stuff. It was whatever the fuck happened to fucking Kratos' head that he came out bandaged already, and that fucker was leaking. That shit was yeah, fucking leaking. He was, yeah, he was leaking. He was leaking, and that match. I, I, I don't, I don't know at what point he started leaking, but I know it, it became detrimental to he didn't get cleared for the next night. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what's crazy. I, I want to know what happened because that man, he went by the time that match ended, he was watch. just by the time that match ended, that boy was that man was like just covered. His face was just yeah. covered in blood. Yeah. I'm like, when did he get busted open? When the hell did that happen? But then yeah. I remembered I said, No, he came out with a bandit on his head already. He must have reopened up whatever was there. Probably, um, probably something from an indie show. Probably, probably. All right, then we had Kosei Fujita, who is proper TMDK now. Like, he's still a young lion, but he's a young lion that's a part of a faction. 
when have yeah. you ever first ever seen ever. that? Yeah, first I'm about ever. to say first time uh -huh. ever that there's someone who is actually a young lion, but is officially recognized as part of a faction. I, I would have. You know, you know what's crazy? I think Shooter would have been the first person to do that if the BCC was already a thing. If the BCC was already a thing, I think Shooter would have had that first time ever. But really, oh well. He's he, yo, he's he's. I don't say this often, but he's he's become one of my favorite young lines. And you know, you're I don't, right. I don't, you're I don't. Right. You're right. still my favorite. You're right. still my favorite. I don't care. You're right. still my favorite. That's the guy. He's the guy. The guy. We'll see when he come back. I wonder when he gonna come back. I don't know. He's been rocking an impact recently, man. He's been rocking impact, and uh, you know, whatever we got they have and stuff we, like that. But anyway, we gotta speak about one thing on impact after we do this. After independent, I we. we I think I know what you're talking about, so we'll hold. We'll put a cork in that for right now. But Tom Lawler beat Fujita with the nasty knee on the brain, which is basically the reverse Kamagoye, but it's still effective. And then oh, Eddie man. Kingston, what? Eddie Kingston wrestled for the first time in his career in Cork One Hall, teaming up with Rocky Romero using that backfist to the future to defeat Gato and then strong openweight champion Kenta in a preview of their strong openweight title match that will be on the next night. Uh, Willow Nightingale teamed with Momokogo to take on Tek Tekla and Julia. This is a preview of their strong women's championship match that will also take place on the next night. Nightingale hitting the babe with the power bomb on Thecla to get the victory. And then afterwards, Boy, Julia, that Julia bomb is serious. Yo, Julia is a Julia petty disrespectful. She's petty as shit. How you just nah, gonna just go and just slap slap her on her titty hey. and then think she wasn't gonna hey. do nothing, bro? Hey. Hey, for real, for real, you would have thought that was a high school fight because she hit her and she tried to run away. And the black girl chased her down <laughs> and knocked her on her ass. And stole her. <laughs> oh, man. Stole her. Yo, she fought on the shit out of Julia. <laughs> but, man, but brother, listen, that was some funny shit. That was some high school shit, honestly. I was like, what the mm -hmm. fuck? Okay. But I just thought it was petty as fuck. She just went up to her. She was like, like, Nightingale showing her the belt, and then all of a sudden, Julie just says, eh, and then walks away. I said, Man. fuck that going to do. First of all, first of all, let's, let's talk about Julia going and chopping her. Did you really just smack this woman on her titties? Like, right, that's what I'm saying, bro. She got some, she got some, I like, I love me some Willow Nightingale. I don't know if y'all know that. Um, nah, I, yeah, I, nah, I, I, I'm I love me some Willow Nightingale, and um. And no, she's from this this side of the area, such as like DMV and Philly and uh, up in that region that she's wrestled on this side in the independent scene a lot. Um, she's pretty. I I love me so well. Watching her grow. At first, it was like eh, AW pulled the trigger a little too quick with her and pulling her in, but then like. She's grown because of AEW allowing her to get that TV time, that experience, and then now going over here. And again, I have to say this and go back to this again. Um, everybody keeps saying thank you, Trish, but nobody's saying thank you, Mercedes. Right. 
Mercedes don't make that decision, we don't see that that title for a while. Mercedes made that that one time decision, and that was the best decision she's made. Like she's made some good decisions, but that decision right there was the best thing I think she could have done. Best thing I think she could have done because that gave Willow Nightingale a platform and it exposed her a little more. And now she got Japan under her belt, winning her first match in Japan. Mm. Mm. I think I think that was Mercedes. Mm. I think that was Mercedes Monet's second best decision in her career. Her first best, her best decision of her career was walking out on the WWE. Because now she's able to do what she's she she she's able to do what she can do in terms of, uh, you know, being having she's, this platform, be you know, becoming the uh, only the second ever IWGP Women's Champion and being right there to being the first strong Women's Champion. Uh, you know, of course, the injury didn't happen, didn't didn't allow yeah, it to happen. Don't happen, yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure that she will eventually get that championship. I think a match between Mercedes and Julia will be fucking fire. Yeah, but it depends on how long we. It depends on how long we have to wait because her nurse from the injury and I and I, I haven't seen too much of her on social medias and stuff. So she went back and it's, but besides her rehabbing and healing and everything, Norma Mercedes, she's gone back to the lab. Mm-hmm. She she she's gonna come out uh the same animal but a whole different beast and I can't wait till she step back. Right, absolutely. All right, let's move on to uh the one of our the first championship match of the night. It will be the first of two championship matches which saw the War Dogs, the Bullet Club War Dogs already gave one set of championships. Gabe King and Alice Coughlin, who just went around throwing shit everywhere, beat up the beat up Bishamon to take the strong open weight tag team championships with their new tag team tandem finisher move known as the hijack pile driver. I like that move, dude. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. I like that move. It's like, it? I think that that move is like it's quick. It's quick and thorough. Hold on. What is it's it? War th- ready, gay kid, and uh, dead eye dreadnought, Alex Cogman. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, yes, fucking sir. <laughs> but that no, I that hijack power was so good, Alex Cogman. Yeah, but you know what I like about the hijack power driver? They don't go up there and be like, say no. Uh. <laughs> no, they just go up there and just drop you on your fucking head. That's what I they like about that stack of downs. No, I, I, this match this match gave me some love for Alice Coughlin because now you see what me and you have been saying for the longest. That gimmick didn't work. The, the Android? Android? Fuck no. The Android didn't work. Fuck this no. This ain't the Terminator. You ain't it. <laughs> Stop. Thank you. I honestly like. Thank you, thank you. Like if if y'all if you are sitting around Chase at this moment and Chase is watching or or, or showing this off and hearing us, thank you, thank you for change for getting rid of that gimmick. It wasn't doing the money. Yeah, that that, this, that gimmick. This right here, this right here, and we we not even talking about press conference. I'm not even I'm not even referencing the press conference. I got a whole nother spill for that. This right here showed you that sometimes change is good. 
sometimes uh, yeah. that 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 gimmick that you thought in your mind that you had in your in your pocket was going to this go get me to the top. No, no, it wasn't received well. It wasn't done well. It, it you actually look like a rip off of Brian Cage, and that and that's and and that's never what I wanted to for him or to say. But it 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 it's now this gimmick here, this person, this person here. Oh my god! Oh my god! I had gained some love for him right here. These these two nights, I ended up gaining love for him. But this one right here, when they took that strong title, which me and you talked about. This is how they were going to, uh, I think this was how they were going to split the title. Split them titles from being, uh, from like how Ozzy Open had won them. Yeah. Um, this right here was a banger of a match because they came out in a, in a, in, in rage. They came out full of like some, some wrestlers when they come out, as they're going through their entrance, the nerves are still is kicking through them. Like, ah, I hope I perform well. And the crowd, them families came well. out pissed off. They, they came out came extremely out pissed and off. Didn't give a fuck about what the fans thought, what the fans wanted, what the fans needed to see. They came out to fight. And a fight, Bishamon got into, they lost. They lost that fight. They lost that fight. And gay kid Alice Coughlin has called called their shot, and they they achieved the goal right here for New Japan Strong. Um, it, it was a really good match. It was a really good tag team match. Yeah, I I enjoyed it as well, and um, I just I really like the new attitudes of Kid and Coughlin. It's like they finally you know they got chips on their shoulder, and I mean, and we'll get into what they did at the press conference in a bit, but. Yeah, this is their this is their coming out party here, winning the strong open weight tag championships in legendary Corkwood Hall, beating one of the best tag teams uh, in Japan in in Bishima, and then ap- right after that, their fellow war dogs in Clark Connors, one hundred proof, and Driller Maloney would turn around and kick the living shit out of Catch Two Two to become the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, hitting them with their uh, tr- their dual finishing maneuver known as the Full Clip to gain victory and to become and to become champions. This was another match right here where. I was shocked by the result because I didn't think Cash 2-2, who has the second longest reign as IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions in history, would have such a short-ass fucking reign in their second go-around. I did not expect their reign to end like this with V0. I did not expect the V0 reign for the second longest reigning team uh, Tag Team Champions of this weight class in the history of this of that championship. Did not expect it at all. I kind of expected it. Because uh check the private chat. Um I didn't I did ex- I did expect it because Kushida and Kevin Kevin Knight was not coming back. They 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 had no dates of coming back. There was no talk to them coming back. 
Um, with my thing about it is, is that I believe it was too soon, but I'm kind of glad that, um, because the, the other thing is Francisco, none of them are really going to be over there anyway, but, uh, Francisco and, TJP Francisco is going back to uh, his home country, and TJP coming back here doing a bunch of dates here. No, Francisco's coming over here, but it's just the timing. Like Francisco is going to be in one place, and and his dates didn't line up with TJP. A lot of TJP's dates. So, I, I that's the only reason I really see that they pulled the trigger on this, but. This was I'm I am surprised that you, you gave us a a V zero. I'm surprised you gave us a V zero. I, I am surprised at that. Like they haven't had a V zero in a while. And then that happened. And I'm like, mm, okay. It's a little salt on it, but it's like, okay, I, I can go with this. I can go with this. Th these two powerhouses against these two speedsters. Well, uh, a speedster and a technical wrestler. Because Akira, is a, he's a fire. He's what he is, a fireball. TJP is one of the best technical wrestlers out here in this game today. That man, he's a journeyman, and he... He he can wrestle a hundred different styles, but if they're if they're gonna pour into this, and and I said it to you here in DC when it happened, when Clark Connors turned heel, what are you gonna do with it? We went through the G one and you did nothing with it. You had to do something. You had to do something with it because you 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 dropped the ball at the G one. The G one, I would expect him to get to the finals because of how it how it plays out. How it plays out, the G one, I expected him to get to the finals. Did not happen. So what what we what was the turn for? And then and then you reveal later. You give us you give us the things later. Okay. I retract my statement now. You did something. And I and I, I now go back to stand behind the statement I told, said to you in DC. This what you do with it. What, uh, wrestling is a what have you done for me lately type of business. You made them turn heel. Oh, that's cute. That's nice. I like it. What can we do? Oh snap! He turned one of one of you e heel. Oh snap! They walked in and took the tag team titles. Wow, that's called doing something with it. That was called Very doing true. something with it. And I'm, I'm I I take I, I'm I'm taking that right now. Right now, that's a, they have a notch up. They have a notch up for me. They took they took it. Absolutely. 
really quickly before we move on to the main event of night one, want to say what's up to my man Irv, aka Pilot Bread, who dropped the five bomb on us. Uh, appreciate the love there. So thank you very much, Irv, for the five bomb on our on our as we sit here and we're chatting up about Independence Day, the New Japan Strong event that took place at Corquin Hall along the two nights of Independence Day and the day after Independence Day. And now we turn to our main event of night one, and it was called the exciting encounter doomsday no dq match basically it was a fancy name for a tag team death match because that's basically what it was it was basically a death match between jun kasai who was the king of the death match in japan and el desperado taking on homicide and john moxley these four motherfuckers here sage jesus christ I <laughs> I sat here, I sat and watched this match, and I was just like, okay, I know this, they go go off in this one with the crazy shit. And sure enough, they went crazy with the crazy shit. Uh with the with the skewers in the top of the head and the and and the and the and the barbed wire and the trash cans and all kind of shit, man. What did you think about this one? Because this was crazy. If y'all didn't notice, my mic moved closer. Yep. This was insane. Um, Desperado with the guitar. Oh, Desperado. Desperado with the guitar. Um, this was violent. This looked like it hurt like hell when that table didn't break oh my oh my first of all japanese tables are very strong (laughs) and to play on words strong table and strong independence day lord that table did not that table gave nothing back Boy, Spanish announced table in WWE ain't got nothing on that. <laughs> Those are the hardest working tables in the, in the in the country over there. Yo, that thing that I can watch. I I need to go and watch some Jun Kasai. I knew yeah. of him. I knew of his of his death matches, but I need to go watch these death matches back. Because if he's doing this to people, this is insane. But I loved it. I loved yeah. it. And yeah, for, for I... them for them to win, to be honest, for them to win when they won, I knew Desperado was losing the next night. I, just, I knew Desperado was going to lose the next night. In my soul, it said, oh, y'all won the night. Desperado, you going to lose tomorrow. That's the whole, that, that was my whole thought watching this, that after that. Desperado got, got the talk on the mic. You know, we when we get a desperate conversation, oh, Lord, my heart. And 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 then, like, for him to tell June Kasai, or for June, I think it was June Kasai said it that he want to tag with him again. Oh, I'm I'm down for it anytime, anytime, any day of the week. 
Yeah, I I gotta say like the 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 chaotic violence that came with this matchup, I think was just absolutely just it just fit the it just fit the 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 whole thing with the with all four of these guys because that's what they're all about is chaotic violence. You know what I'm saying? And it all just came together and was just a magical sort of a magical magical match matchup. I mean. Most wrestling fans aren't big fans of this type of wrestling, but when you have the right four players, the right players for oh, a match like absolutely. this, it's a beautiful thing. As violent as it is, it's a beautiful thing. And this was a beautiful main event here with all the violence and all the chaos. And I really enjoyed it to the fullest. Like I'm the type of person like I don't I don't particularly love or hate any one particular bit of pro wrestling. I tend to like give every bit of pro wrestling a chance, even deathmatch wrestling, um, and I I just I just try to find the enjoyment in certain in things like in certain parts of wrestling. And when I find what I, the enjoyment that I find in deathmatch wrestling is that again you have to have the right people in there that are willing to be a part of that and to make it work. And right here you had the right four people because I mean Jun Kasai is a legend in deathmatch wrestling in Japan, clearly. Uh, Despy has been in some death matches recently before, so he's starting to get acclimated he's to it. John yeah, Moxley's fucking wrestling early in John Moxley's wrestling career was spent in CZW for fuck's sake. And then Homicide is Homicide. Homicide is fucking insane crazy. I'm pretty sure he's done death matches. It all actually he out. had one he had one against June Kasai. There you go. He had one again. So they so so the only person that was un, so homicide has had matches with Desperado. Um, but not those type of matches. So he was familiar with Desperado. The only person that was not familiar with he was John Marcy, and he was not familiar with June Kasai and the factor of actually facing him, but he was familiar of who June Kasai was. Yeah, so that that was that was oh my god. Then you're right. You're right. You you are absolutely right. If these was any other four people, this would be trash. Quickly. You had the right four people in this match. You had John Moxley bring the right person. You had Desperado go and and, and capitalize on his rivalry with Jun Kasai for the right Two people to enter against John Moxley and Homicide. Absolutely. And the, the the one thing that I did take away from this match was Junka side bought a board with forks on it. Yo, listen. <laughs> listen. I was like, yo, this motherfucker crazy. He got a board with forks on it. Like, who does that shit, bro? And I think homicide got slammed on it. Yeah. Oh, I think homicide. I think homicide got slammed on it. I think Despy got and slammed Despy. on it. Yeah, that's me too. Oh, oh my. Oh, oh my God. Like I felt when they got slammed on it. Like I could. I don't know why, but I could feel pins that's like in my back. Like, oh my God, really? Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, okay. Listen, 
I, I just I couldn't at that point. I saw that. I said, you know what? This is fucking crazy. Well, let's keep it moving. Let's talk about night two. Uh, night two opened up with a kickoff match with saw uh, Rekka, Takahiro, Katori, and Dragon Libre of Freedoms take on the team of Bolton Oleg, Ryusuke Taguchi, and the best of Super Juniors 30 winner, Master Watto. First time we've seen Watto since, win- since winning best of Super Juniors, but failing to win the junior title at uh, Dominion. I could have won without uh, saying I skipped this match. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad I did, because when I skipped to the end, I've seen him get the pinfall. Yeah, like, with his with that high that. angle German suplex, I was like, "Well, that, I, I was like, well, Sage ain't gonna like that shit." <laughs> I, I I skipped all the way through this match. I swear I did. I, <laughs> I did. I, wa- I watched it and it was all right. It was all right. It was all right. From what then, I've seen, skipping through, it looked like the first night one was better. Hmm. But what I did, okay, so then we go into the main card, and Oscar Loive was scheduled to take on J.R. Kratos, but as we mentioned when we talked about Kratos and the six-man the night before, that head injury he suffered caused him to not be medically cleared for the matchup, so Oscar Loive had to face X. And who better to pick that for X than Satoshi Mr. Kojima? Mr. <laughs> X. Mr. Yeah. X himself. Satoshi Kojima always seems to be the X in these situations. It's just like, hey, we don't we need a mystery opponent. Hey, call Kojima. Bring him in here. <laughs> this is after Kojima just did Saturday and against Punk. Was that Saturday against Punk before this? Forbidden Door was a Sunday, bro. No, 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 no. No, it was a that Saturday, you're right. No, you're right. That was a Sunday. You're right. That was a Sunday. So the next week. He went back home to be Mr. X. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Then he went back home to be Mr. X, and then he beat Oscar Lloyd Bay like under five and a half minutes with the Lariat. So I was like, well, that was uneventful, but it is what it is. Anyway, uh, then our second matchup was see the now former junior heavyweight tag champions catch 2-2, get a win, their win back with the 2-2 on Ryohi Oiwa and Homicide. Uh, but they got a show of respect from Homicide with, from the two from the two guys on the other side there. It was a pretty good matchup here. And um, Cash 2-2 was able to rebound after such a devastating loss the night before against uh, the War Dogs of Connors and Maloney. Speaking of Connors and Maloney, they were in the very next matchup, which it was originally going to be a non-title matchup against Rocky Romero and Yo, but then Rocky Romero got on the mic and said, you know, him being a former eight-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champion and Yo being a former five-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, he felt that they should get a shot at those championships. And originally, uh, Connors and Maloney wouldn't have none of it. They were basically telling him to fuck off. And then Su- Chairman Sukabayashi came out, not in a suit, surprisingly, which was funny as hell. He came out not even in a suit. And Rocky was like, hey, and then Drill Maloney's like, you know what? Fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> and it was like, okay. So it turned into a junior heavyweight title match in which uh, the War Dogs were able to retain in 12 minutes and five seconds using the full clip onto Rocky Romero to get the victory for the Bullet Club team. I like this. I like, I, I like this. Absolutely, and they got a V1, so I'm so glad that they got a V1. Um, Sith, um, hey, Sith. Um, I'm here for that match. Um, I, give me that at Multiverse 2. 
what Sage is talking about, Sif put in our Twitch chat, a, pos a, po a possible dream matchup, death match, El Desperado versus the death machine, Sammy Callahan. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, oh, please. baby, a triple. I need that. I need that. And then, I need that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> then the next matchup would see the newly formed team of Monster Sauce take on Kose Fujita and Bad Dude Tito of TMDK. And it would be Kose Fujita that would get dropped by a Lariat uh, to give the Monster Sauce team the victory. Uh, poor Kose Fujita. He's he's part of TMDK, but he's still treated like a young lion. Poor, poor fella. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Until he graduate, he need to graduate. Once he graduates, he's going over to Strong, and he's going to be with Tito and everybody else. Yeah. All right, next up, we will see uh, two-thirds of the Never Open Way Six-Man Tag Team Champions team up with the DKC to take on the West Coast Wrecking Crew and Tom Lawler of Team Filthy, and it would be... Tanahashi, Ishii, and DKC that will be victorious over the West Coast Wrecking Crew and, and Tom Lawler. And then after the matchup, when they went to celebrate, Tomohiro Ishii was like, fuck this, and it left. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? He I've said, been listening to ever since Independence Day. And it had to grow on me really well. Oh my God. Team Filthy's theme song is a banger. Mm. Like when you hear it in your like when you hear them come out, it's one thing. But when you hear because it's it's a lot of people on the West Coast Wagon. I mean, uh, West Coast Wagon Crew. I'm not here for. It. I I just can't. I, I I I'm just not with it. Um, that's just that's just me. Um, but the when you listen to it in your headphones and you just and you just vibing out. Oh my! It is a to come in here one day and put it on uh, Apple Music on my TV. And I was just in here jumping and I jumped on the TV without stupid people coming out to it. Yes, let's do it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to definitely take a li listen to that right there. Yeah. Yeah. To take a listen to that outside of a show. Oh yeah. my God. All right, bet. All right, and then we will have the second of of three of we had the second of four title matches. It will be the strong women's championship. Willow Nightingale, the first champion, defending against Julia. Julia and Willow absolutely just went to town on each other. Uh, in the end, it will be the Northern Lights bomb by Julia, and Julia becomes the second strong women's champion over Willow, uh, defeating Willow Nightingale in 13 minutes and 29 seconds. Also, keep in mind on the move because there's a pattern that's going to be with that move that you'll find out later on but julia becomes the new strong women's champion uh will nightingale's reign ends at a, a very short but she did have a defense of that championship i believe on ring of honor tv so uh, she didn't Absolutely. so she didn't end with v0 so that's one thing and to I'm be happy about so she didn't end v, v, she didn't end v0 i'm so glad of that because that would have that would have screwed her over that that all that light that y'all gave her would have took that all away. But I think that opens the door for her to become Ring of Honor Women's Champion. 
and she's going to wasn't that for ring of honor death before dishonor she she's going to take that title and i'm i'm here for it and i i love me some athena ah i love me some athena there's only one thing I don't, I don't like about Athena, but that's a personal thing. But that, that it is what it is. Uh, uh, I think it, I think when Willow gets her title shot again, that's gonna be the uh, the catalyst to to get her out the title. Well, not out the title picture, but get her get that title off of her. They're gonna use Willow, and Willow's gonna take that title off. She showed Tony Khan that she can carry a title, and the title don't carry her. I agree. I agree. And then next up in our uh, seventh matchup, we will see the uh, second in the uh, series between Bishamon and the Bullet Club War Dogs of Gabe Kidd and Alice Coughlin, this time for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. And unlike the night before, Bishamon was ready for the Blitz uh, attack of the War Dogs and was able to fight them back a Shoto later, and they would retain the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships to prevent them from becoming the 100th Tag Team, uh, 100th Tag Team Championship team uh, by winning in 11 minutes and 29 seconds. So, Sage, what did you see in this one that Bishamon did differently from what happened with the strong openweight title match the night before? They were prepared for the unexpected. There was no preview matches. The, the, the thing about the preview matches it takes away the element of surprise so it makes you come in with a different game plan um because now you know what you're going up against and gabe kid and alice coglin we know gabe kid's style really but we don't know his it's the same as sonata we knew sonata style sonata wanted to win with his style couldn't do it Sonata went over to this this five guy style, and he created he's created a different move set that he's been able to put people away with. That's the same thing the the, the War Dogs did. They they left their old gimmick, became and became the War Dogs, and adapted a different style. Bush Bushman was not ready for that that first night. Now knowing. This is how they're coming out. They're coming out hot. The beginning of the match was completely different from the the previous night, which I I appreciate because y'all went out there and didn't put on the same match back to back nights. You put on two different matches and showcased two different tag teams and, and showcased. Yeah, I I appreciate that like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They did they did like have two different matches, which was great and made the the whole rivalry so unique. And the fact that you know they brought two different fights because it's two different championships, and you know now we have 
Bishamon going into the G1 as tag team champions, but they're going to be in a singles tournament, but they're champions, so there's that. And then you have uh, Gabe Kidd and Coughlin, who are also entering their first G1, and they're entering as champions. So it creates a very unique situation there. And then afterwards, we will have our semifinal, which was the strong openweight championship match. Kenta defending for the first time in his second reign as champion, taking on Eddie Kingston, who's wrestling his first singles match in Corcoran Hall. Uh, like I said, he's been in Japan before. He actually used to work. He actually used to uh, wrestle in Osaka in a uh, indie promotion in Osaka. But he had made a comment during the interview with New Japan's website that you know they never left Osaka, so he never got to wrestle anywhere else in Japan except Osaka. So now he's getting to wrestle in this legendary venue known as Corquin Hall and have a banger of a matchup with Kenta in which even his backfish to the future didn't put away Kenta. But the very same move, the Northern Lights bomb that won Julia the Strong Women's Championship was the very move that won Eddie Kingston the Men's Strong Openweight Championship in 13 minutes and 30 seconds to become a champion. And then the emotions that came out of Eddie once he got a hug from his good friend Homicide just warms your heart. It's giving me goosebumps just, just reliving that scene of how emotional he got because he's admitted himself in that same interview he shouldn't even be here but yet he's here nearly oh, a little over 20 years in the business and he's won his first major champion worst championship in a major promotion and is in a one in one of the most legendary venues in all of professional wrestling in Corcoran Hall in Tokyo Japan I mean you would you can't fault the man for being emotional Honestly, you can't go no, anybody. Anybody who does, they can just kiss my ass. No, not no, not at all. And 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 to be to be for real, a person that is, as he said, and and uh, uh, uh not just him, but it's very prominent in 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 our race of black people that. You don't make you don't life expectancy for you is never above 25 due to the neighborhoods that we may come from, due to the places that we live. And he he lived, he grew up in a rough part of New York and and in 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 Brooklyn. Um and for you to be able to use wrestling as an escape from the reality that you live and then dedicate your time to something that gets you away from home oh when you when you remove yourself from the environment you create something new eddie kingston has been removing himself from the environment but as, as they say you can take the hood out of a person you can take the person out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out of a person. You can never take the hood out of out of Eddie Kingston. You can't. You can never take the New Yorker out of him. He'll tell you in a heartbeat, "I'm a New Yorker," and he and he shows you why he fought so hard to be in this industry to get away from home. Every time he step in that ring, I. I I can't tell you the last time I seen a bad Eddie Kingston match. Probably and probably impact. Probably impact. When we're just trying to use him as a uh 
as a um running LAX against Conan. Probably then. Other than that, since then, and then at that time, Impact was at a bad time anyway. Other than that, I, Eddie Kingston has a unique style that I, I enjoy, and also he runs the King's Road. He takes seven shots and hits you with one big one that you you, won't even, you didn't even see coming. So uh, this right here, and I, I love this match. This match was really this. I I this match got spoiled for me on Twitter. Um, but I went and watched this full match. This match was a this match was a banger. This was a was a sneaky match of the night. I gotta give it to it. It was a really sneaky match of the night. Mm-hmm. It was. It really was. And like I said, again, what really just stands out, not only just the match quality, but then again, what happens after uh, with Kingston just, you know, breaking down all the emotions because of the long journey that it took for him to get to this point in his career, which I can understand. You know, you you get there it's and you you just you just get overwhelmed so i'm looking forward Absolutely. to seeing what he's going to do in the Absolutely. g1 which we'll talk about later on uh, but let's talk about the main event final death el desperado john moxley what can be said about this that we haven't already said when we talked about the tag match from the night before it Mox was beautiful won. chaos <laughs> beautiful chaotic violence that's what it was. Beautiful, chaotic violence between these two guys. You had, once again, a Japanese table not break. You had both of them go through barbed wire. You had blood. You had bloodshed. You had all kind. You had near falls Double on skewers. moves. Double oh. skewers. Brother. Oh, oh that, was a, that was poetic for me. Uh, Desperado pull out the skewers. And give Moxley half, and then they look and he goes, "You giving this? Okay, let's do this." And they pat them skewers in each other's head. Oh my god! No wonder John Moxley don't have no hair follicles up there. (laughs) (laughs) They've been all ripped out of his head, Lord. Like, ah. Uh listen man, uh, I just I, 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 I mean there's not much you can say about this match except it's just it was beautiful it was beautiful chaotic violence and you know even though Desperado lost, I really think Desperado really really put himself on another level with this one. And I think that the next time he faces John Moxley in a matchup like that, I think he might catch him. But it may not. Who knows when it will happen? But he might catch him. He might catch him. You never know. Well, I I think with Final Death that we're not gonna get him and John Moxley in any any of these matches again. I hope we do, but um, we may not get him in these matches again due to uh the way fi- Final Death is set up. Final Death is set up for it not to be one of these matches again between these two people. So um, fair. I, I I would love I would love us to get another one. I would love for it. Yeah, but I think you're right. We may not get another one of those, and that sucks because these two guys really give it their all in the in this in the in that space. So I would love to see it again, but maybe we you might we might be done with that. And 
it is what it is. All right, Sage, let's talk about it. Just a day before the start of the G1 Climax 33 tournament, we had the press conference where all 32 men were present in different blocks to talk about, uh, to give their comments on the start of the tournament. Eddie Kingston would show up late, even though uh, New Japan put out a release saying that he wouldn't be there due to flight delays, but somehow he still made it there to get a couple words in as well. But some of the highlights from this press conference include, of course, Toriano saying humans only have 90 uh, minutes of attention span. This has gone 86 minutes, and he has the attention span of 90 seconds, so he's going to do his best. <laughs> See you later. I said, you know what? This is Yano. This is Yano, lady. If you've never met him, ladies and gentlemen, this is Toriano, ladies and gentlemen. Toriano. Toriano, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> leave it to Toriano to leave you with a laugh and leave you with that man right there. <laughs> Absolutely. That man right there. But another highlight was a more of a physical highlight. And that was Gabe Kidd. Gabe Kidd first refused to sit next to one of the members of his block. And then he no, kept no, talking. No, 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 no. If you're going to say it, say it correctly. Gay kid refused to sit next to a person that don't even belong in this tournament. He got his ass with and ran out the gym already. Why is he fucking here? I don't care. He could he could have stayed where he belonged. Gay kid did. Now, for me, gay kid did the right thing. He moved the fuck away from the one motherfucker that didn't belong here. <laughs> okay, dude. Anyway, so Gay Kid sat on another uh, another table. Every time Set someone came me. up before him, he was talking shit to him and everything like that. And then when it was his turn to come, when it was his turn to come up and speak, he basically just just, just talked all kind of shit. Like, what did he say? Hang on, I got it. No, right no, no. What the fuck so, did that motherfucker say? So what he said was. That when he, when this company didn't care for him, and we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about this again, that the company didn't care for him, the company didn't do anything for him when he was getting put out, when people were pulling up to his house to take to take him out of of his house. Why? Because this company didn't care enough to help him. So. He didn't care about anybody else in this tournament. And all that it matters is there's no reason for everybody else to sit here because I already won this G1. As this man turns around and jumps across the table and starts to wear out Yoda Suji, who didn't expect it coming. I can't blame Yoda Suji. I, I didn't see that coming either. Like, right. he just leaped. <laughs> And just he he literally lived up to his name of the name of the war dogs because he attacked them like a rabbit pit bull and he leaped and uh, stopped punishing Yoda Suji. He get up from Yoda Suji and he smacked the one person that wasn't belong didn't belong here in the first place. He didn't smack him, he clotheslined him. Big difference. He closed on the fuck out of him, right, right out of his fucking right. chair. Hey, and he was supposed to be what? the next person to go, too. That's what was funny. He guess jumped what? on Yoda Suji. He goes up. He clotheslines the crap out of Kiyomiya, and it gets pulled off stage. And Kiyomiya has to c gather himself and then go up and give comments. I'm like, you know and what? Guess what? I, if I was Kiyomiya, I'd be like, fuck this shit. I'm out. And guess what? Guess what? 
Welcome to the G1, bitch. This ain't Noah. Jesus Christ. Welcome to the G1 with a real wrestler's play. This ain't Noah. This ain't Noah. Yeah, this, this ain't the N1 tur- victory tournament, This ain't that. Now, fuck the N1. We in the G1 where that shit means something. <laughs> that shit means something. Who cares who in the N1? So, this shit right here means something. Everybody wants to be in the G1. I'm sitting at home in this podcast. I want to be right there in that damn G1. Now, I'll probably get smoked because I ain't been in the ring in a while. <laughs> yeah, you get super smoked, bro. I don't know. I don't know. I think after the first night, I probably get smoked the first night. But I think after that, oh, it, it, it my mind is together now. I just got smoked in that ring. Hold up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. I think the first, I think the first two matches you get smoked, but then match three, you want it. And then you you'll be hard, you're gonna be hard to beat at that after oh. that. Oh, because I'm 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 gonna I be think as you bad as I that. think you I think I think if you like would you not have been in the ring in a long, in a long time, I think you go into G1 and get at least four points. At least. At least. At least. But the next year, I'm gonna shoot for six. I need to win three matches because I need to be eligible to come back. Because the next year, I am available. <laughs> and here's the thing. And speaking of reaching for six points, that's who, what Chase Owens is striving for. And this year, his first two G1s, he's managed to get four points total in those uh, uh, four points in each of his first two G1s. But this year, he's looking to get further. But he also had a very, very, very important message for the man who's going to have the target on his back in block A. And that's Sonata that, hey, even if you don't win the tournament, quote, even if you don't win the tournament, beat him, point to Sonata, and you get a title shot. August 5th, be better be ready, end quote. That was from the word of Chase fucking Owens, who, by the way, Boy. I really feel like he's, he's due for a breakout performance here, but I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I'm so, concerned. Because, I'm concerned I, because he's been very vocal. He's been very open about this on social media. He is dealing with a knee injury. Okay, he is right. dealing with a knee injury yeah, and stuff like that. So he's gonna have. So he's he's gonna be wrestling seven <laughs> matches, dealing with a knee injury, and he's gonna be wrestling matches against motherfuckers in their twenties, with the exception of fucking Sonata, who's in his thirties. Yeah. Um. In that A block. For me, he is the dark horse. He's the dark horse of that A block. Um, what is a a thing of his? Each G one he did something meaningful. His first G one he beat Tanahashi. That's the ace of the universe. His second G one he dropped Okada on his stack of dimes and he pinned him. That's the golden boy right there. Boy, I'm I if any any you can right now pencil it in. August 5th, Chase Owens versus Sonata. I'm going with Chase Owens. I don't care what Sonata's done so far. I don't care but nothing about it. He has beaten at the champion when they were champion in the G1. <laughs> What? What? 
That's a big, that's a bold prediction, my friend. That's a bold prediction. That's my bold prediction. August 5th, Sonata gets pinned by Chase Owens. Be and here's the thing: if it's if everyone is smart in this game, you do it. You give Chase Owens the title shot. You need something to fill in. You got you 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 got you got some time before you get to tag lead. You need something to fill in. Give Chase Owens needs that title shot, and there's something different for Chase Owens. It's something different for Chase Owens. It's something really different, and I and I, I'm going with that. I'm going with that bold prediction. That is my bold prediction. Heard. Yeah. Also, some other highlights um, that, you know, when the B block spoke after the A block, it was mostly a lot of laughs and some jokes from people like Okada, who was uh, who said that the B block had a very strange interpretation of the word suit. Uh, Will Ospreay <laughs> commented that Gabe Kid probably had one too many highballs before attacking Suji and Kiyomiya. Um uh, tai Chi said that he has a dual career as a pro wrestler and a YouTuber and said, quote, love me or hate Lord me, Taichi. like, share, and like, share, and subscribe. So Lord Every Tai day. Chi is a is a is a YouTuber and a wrestler. Uh Kenta, Kenta, who is Japanese, did his entire pro his dire comments in English and called everybody and ugly. Wait, and corrected the interpreter for Japanese when she got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, on top of it, he had outfit of the night. I don't care what nobody say. He wore a tank top with sweats. I don't care. Yo, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He that's had facts. outfit of the night. Outfit that's of facts. the night. That's I'm facts. coming comfortable. <laughs> that's facts. That's the shit I would do. <laughs> and then, and then, and then Yoshihashi's like he was concerned. He's like everybody's we wearing suits, and I'm not. Uh, Tangaloa was very happy to be there because he's been out for over a year. Then we had ELP. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, this is the best. Hey, hey, this is the best shit for me. I swear to God. I swear to God. Hey. And poor, and poor Chris Charlton. Most of that time he was corpsey. <laughs> hey, Chris Charlton was trying so hard not to say masturbation. Yo. <laughs> Yo, hey, you know what Chris Charlton said? Chris Charlton said, uh, I like to sit in front of computers and, and make cartoons. You probably, uh, Great O'Con, you probably like to sit in front of the computers and, uh, 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 <clears throat> in front of computers. I was like, Yo. <laughs> Hey, Will Ospreay was dying. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, ELP had to talk. Said that he's gonna spend the twenty-minute time limit of the G One trying to get Tangaloa's shirt off so that everybody can see his sweet tits. I said, "Hey, yo!" <laughs> hey, I was no, like, "Pause." What sold me for this this whole moment right here was when he said, when he sat down. And then he got back up because he forgot. Because I said, as he went through it, and then he went to go sit down, I'm like, he forgot Okada. Why he forget Okada like that? So then he gets up and go, I forgot. Tell Okada, 
you treat me like a young boy, I'm gonna twist your nipples off, fry them in a frying pan, and eat them and eat them like sausages with um uh oh I had it right there. But did he say Kimpora? I think hey. he said Kimpora. Oh my god. And then when they read it to a when they said it to a car, of course a car understood. But then when the camera goes on a car and they interpret that part to a car, the car goes, hmm. Okay. <laughs> hey, Okada had the best face of the night, yeah. He really did. He, but yo, you know, but but the best, the other, the most notable thing out of the Block B part of the presser was Great Okan. First of all, he walked out, didn't go to pose for a picture. He went and immediately sat oh. his ass down. Yep. Then he got right up. He went up and said no comment and walked off and said, fuck this shit about. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Even Will Osprey was looking like, the fuck's wrong with him? Then that's his like, stable mate. And like, he's like, yeah, the like wrong with him? damn, we pissed in his cereal today. <laughs> right. Um that it, block B was hilarious. Block B is hilarious. That's that's an all-star block anyway. Um that's gonna be interesting to see. Block A and block B are gonna be very interesting. And then uh, block C, and then block C, they basically just got right to the point. Especially Ishii, he had one sentence: "I will beat the I'm, crap out of everyone here," and it sat his ass back down. I said, "You yo, know what? I believe him." <laughs> yo, I feel bad for everybody in that zone because every match after Ishii, that it, it hurts. Um, block C, are we gonna finally get some character from Aaron Hanara? Hmm. Yo, mm. Aaron Hanari, that outfit mm. he was wearing, I'm like, okay, what is this, this dude first of wearing? All, first of all, first of all, no one told him to buy a suit in Smedium and wear it to a conference. He had the tightest suit up there. Secondly, he needed to stop walking like Vince McMahon, trying to walk like Vince McMahon in that tight-ass suit. <laughs> uh, thirdly, I hope we get something super characteristic and important the way he had his face covered up and well i mean here's what he had to say here's some highlights of what he had to say during the presser he said the c quote the c block new japan went around the world and chose the toughest motherfuckers there uh, there are i have a score to settle with each of them from here on out each of you will see a different form of hanari that none of you will be expecting i'm here to steal the g this g1 end quote that was what he. That was some of the highlights of what he said. That's basically what he said. Yeah. Um, that's that's that. He showed more character in that precedent I've seen in his whole career. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and I was actually glad to see that. Like he, I, no, I actually was really glad to see that because. Um, uh, even with Great Okan and his no comments, the character Great Okan is like he is him doing that is like, oh, Great Okan is really upset. I guess over his last two performances, he is upset. He almost was a block winner in his first one. Uh, the second one was, was a bit shaky. Uh, this one, I really, I really think we're gonna get something different from Okan, like a a bit more aggression, not playing around this time around. So I, that 
that was the thing. And you have to think about me. something too. Is like Okan. One of the key matches he has is against Will it's Osprey. Osprey, yeah, absolutely. So you you have to in this block. This is the thing. He's had a war with, with Kenta. He's had he he has to go against the Golden Boy, Okada. He has to go against Osprey. We don't know what Tangalo is about to show us when he show up. Which speaking of Tangaloa, real quick. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, Sage. Now you go jumping ahead. We haven't even got to talk about the field yet. We're still talking about the, the presser. Well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. So, like, this all plays into his attitude because yeah. at but this you know point, who are these guys coming into this block, and how am I going to win this block? Is and Okan taking that mental and as as his character as he is. Oh, I'm 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 expecting something big from Okan in this in, in this. So that 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 I like that. And then Aaron Hanare on top of that, which has been his tag team partner as of late. Like now it's like maybe they both sat together together. We need something different. We need to we need to jumpstart something. And this this is gonna be the place for it. So I, I, I'm, well, let's, I'm like I said, let's hold off on a full analysis of the of the field, and let's continue with the the, the presser. Another thing that stood out from when the C block was talking was evil. He called the block bland, dull as dishwashers, and then he made a comment towards Finley, who's supposedly the leader of the Bullet Club, saying we might be both in Bullet Club, but I'm at its four. Remember that. I cannot I wait you. for them two I to face you. off. I can't I wait. I told you that. I told you. I want to see how that play out. Because now Jay White is gone. You're automatically saying that he, this, this, this person coming into the Bullet Club is the leader. When, remember, we had a battle. We almost had a battle for power between Jay White and Evil of who's leading this Bullet Club. Because Evil led the Bullet Club through the pandemic. He has right to claim it. He has right to claim it. I want to see if he backed up. I need evil to stand up. Yeah. David Finley sucks. <laughs> and look, and then Eddie Kingston, who came there late after the D block and finished talking and kind of punked out Finley, saying, I heard what you've been saying about me. It's like, I was like, okay, yeah, he ready for it. He ready. He ready. <laughs> Oh, speaking I of the D block, speaking of the D block, the only two, the only real highlights from the D block was Zack Saber Jr., who spent almost five minutes testing the mic, only to say in Japanese, "I'll do my best," and then just go back and sit his ass down. I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. ZSJ is a fucking troll. Z- like we said he's earlier, national, Yano, he's a Yano, national treasure. <laughs> Yano, Yano basically said, you know, like we said earlier, 90 minutes attention span. This is got 86. My attention span is only 90 seconds, so I do my best. See ya and whip, sat his ass down. Shane Hayes had that wild ass orange fucking yo, suit on. Yo, you know, he was, was definitely trying to that rep was the, TMDK. That was, the, that was the wackiest of the night, but his comments was even wilder. <laughs> Okay, here it is. Quote, everyone here is dapper and strong. This block is thick and full of experience. Thick. Hey, yo, pause. Uh, there's, there's, no, there's no better D than this. Pause. 
Nobody here is beating me in singles competition, so I have nothing to prove. But I hope that everyone gets along and has a real fun G1. He had a couple po- moments in here where someone should hit the pause button on this dude. Somebody need to get that bad boy pause. Yo, he was pausing in the moment, though. Oh, my God. I was like, yo, are you okay over Oh, my God. Yeah, and but I think the main highlight that closed out everything was Alex Coughlin, who highlighted his journey being a part of New Japan, saying he didn't even come in as an actual Ooh. already – uh, independent wrestler. He he was basically born, bred, and forged from New Japan and talked about how when his grandparents died, he never took off to take a flight back home to see them buried. When his uncle died, he didn't because he thought it would all pay off and things like that. And then, you know, then he said the company... Months. The, yep, the company didn't want to give to uh, give him free t-shirts to give to his parents for their support and things like that. Now look where he is now. He's a tag champion. He he decided to take what he wanted. He's now a tag champion. He's in the G1. But he wasn't even originally in, going to be in the G1 until, what he, until he said, quote, it took a couple of Aussies leaving for me to finally be in on six weeks' notice. He's talking about Aussie Open. Yeah, <laughs> all, all yeah. the open was supposed to be in a yeah. tournament yeah. <laughs> until Mark Davis said, and Kyle said, Fletcher signed with AEW. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, excuse me, because he, he said the, Aussie, he, he said it took a couple. He, he took a couple Aussies he won't name. Like, come on, dog, we know who you're talking about. You're talking Yo. about Aussie Open. Yo, like, like He's Rock, like Rock right Harper's. There. Like Rock Harper said on Kitchen's uh, Hell's Kitchen season, season three, say my name. Say say my name. Ain't no no, no political correct. Say Rock. Hey, yeah, hey yeah, Alex. Because, say Aussie because Open. My thing is, my thing is, say Aussie Open. Because you also said if you got Sasha Banks money. Oh, he dropped that line. Oh, he dropped that line right there. He was dropping bars. Money. Oh, he, he dropped the bars. He dropped bars. He yo. Now again, this is where I where I said we come back to Alex Cogman. But before we get to Alex Cogman, there was something else notable. Jeff Cobb's comments. Yeah. Jeff Cobb targeted Tanahashi and said, You picked me and Aaron Hanaria and couldn't do nothing with us. Uh, he said you couldn't do nothing with us crazy like when you put that out there and you talk about and you say Tanahashi couldn't help us progress the crazier part is how good is Hantai at that point David Finley rolled out on Hantai Juice rolled out on Hantai. Aaron Hanari rolled out on Hantai. Jeff Cobb. Everybody that's in a bigger, that, that has newly went into a faction, where did they roll out from? Hantai. You now move in the Gorillas of Destiny, all three of them, and ELP into Hantai, which kind of Helped you recover that, but in a bigger sense, what what you gonna do with? It? Because now you're saying Tanahashi 
is the leader of Hanta, and he ain't doing nothing with the people that he got. What? Oh, Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb dropped bars too. But then also, like, we go back to Alex Coughlin. Alex Coughlin was telling some truth. Alex Coughlin didn't just Alex Coughlin didn't just come up there and say that because at the end of it, he said, fuck you. And he meant like the way that he the way that he put that out there, he meant every minute of he ain't there. He said, I'm not here to win this. This ain't gonna fit in my carry-on. But I'm here to put everybody on notice that the war dogs are here to stay. And fuck you. Yep. Ah. I I said, said, he said, fuck that oh. and fuck you. I said, yep. Oh. <laughs> I, said, I, I, I like, believe. Whoo. Like, if we ended the press conference right there and didn't let Eddie Kingston come out, oh, my God, I'm cool with that. But at, then Eddie Eddie comes out. And Ed, Ed, yeah. Eddie drops some fire. Okay. But Jeff Cobb said it. If Eddie was here, he'd been talking about him winning. Who cares? I, Alice Coughlin gained a hell of a lot of respect for me and a, from me and a hell of a lot of respect for himself standing up there, that presser. And I, I want to see, I, again, I want to see the people that drop bars, I want to see how they perform. Win, lose, or draw. In in this in this wrestling business, and, and we've talked about it a lot on here, in this wrestling business, it's harder to show off and lose than it is to show off and win. Yeah, you can go out there all day long and show off and win, but to show off, show out, and show up to that match and lose and come back and do it again—that takes something totally different because now you're doing business. And I want to see if Alex Coughlin is time for him to do the business. Yep. Well, now that the press conference is over and done with, now it's time to focus on the tournament itself. It's now time to look at the 32-man field for this tournament, the biggest uh, field ever in the history of this tournament, the best heavyweight tournament in all the professional wrestling. And we're going to start off by looking at the A block, which they're calling the youth block, because not only are six of the eight competitors in this block in the G1 for the very first time in their careers, but six, but at least seven of the eight are under 30, or at least six of the eight are under 30. I think Chase is over 30. Uh, Chase but is over 30. Yes, yeah, so six of the eight who are making their debuts are also under 30 years old, making this the youngest block in the field this in this year's field. You look at the block, of course, at the top of the block is the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Sonata, who is in his eighth overall tournament, in his eighth straight tournament. His career personal best in this tournament was he was a finalist back in 2020 during in the pandemic uh, G1 where it was no crowd noises and he fought and lost to Kota Ibushi in Rio Goku. I remember that very that vividly. That was the match. first year we started uh, covering the G1 and that he was, was a finalist. Match. 
Yep. And um, he's got he's he's going to have a target on his back, not only going up against these young guys, but also be the IWGP world champion. You also have Chase Owens, who's in his third straight and third overall. Uh, his first two G1 climaxes only managed a two and four record and his uh, uh, only managed a two and four record and uh, a two and seven record uh, in uh these his first two G1s, but hopefully he's looking to get a personal best in this one. One of the matches he'll have will be against not only Sonata, but a key match as identified by New Japan's website will be on opening night against a fellow member of the Bullet Club in Gabriel Kidd. It'll be interesting to see how that turns out, given the fact that this is Chase's first time in Japan since the power shifted towards david finley and he created the war dogs and of course you still have house of torture and then you have the rogue army and uh that's uh taking over in australia and then bullet club golden aew then you got team abc and impact just doing whatever the fuck they doing and stuff like that doing so whatever they want to do abc one two three <laughs> and you got i'm gonna be interested to see what happens with this matchup uh, bullet club versus bullet club and of course we have our debutantes in this one of course it's show to umino who a big matchup he's going to have is uh, not only against Dorita, Ren Narita opening night, but against Hikuleo uh, on August the 5th, which would be to, which would be the last match uh, of the block going up against the big man Hikuleo. Ren Narita, mm-hmm. who again is going to be taking on Shota Umino on opening night. Uh, Narita has had a pretty successful uh, start to his uh, return from excursion, having been a never a one third of the never open six man tag team champions with Suzuki and with Desperado, uh, and he was in the finals of the end of the New Japan World TV Championship tournament, losing at Wrestle Kingdom to Zack Sabre Jr. and having been in the New Japan Cup, losing in the first round. So he's going to be looking to try to really get it going in this tournament. Yota Suji, who just returned from excursion a couple months ago, uh, he had immediately gotten a world, an IWGP World heavyweight title match in which he lost uh but it looks like he could he could possibly do something in this tournament his key matchup will be a rematch in nagoka against sonata on the 21st uh where he could possibly get the win back and really line himself up for a title opportunity should he not win the g1 hikuleo uh he will be going up against chase owens you know owens was one of the men one of the catalysts to help expel hikuleo's brothers from bullet club so you know he's going to be looking for revenge and then of course gabe you have gabe kid who is one half of the strong open weight tag team champions uh the key matchup here will be towards the end of b block where he will reignite his rivalry with with Yoda Suji, who we faced off millions of times as a young lion. As a matter of fact, he faced off against Yoda Suji 21 times, 21 times, including multiple times during the G1 Climax 30 tournament back in 2020, uh, where they faced off. But Yoda Suji currently has a 10, 9, and 1 record over Gabe Kidd. So it'll be interesting to see what happens now that they fully graduate and they're on different paths what that match will show. And of course, the one that Sage says does not belong in the tournament, the former GCH heavyweight champion from pro wrestling, Noah, uh, the supernova Kaito Kiyomiya, uh, who will be in this matchup. One of his key matches will be towards the end of block where he'll be facing Ren Narita. Uh, and they say that there's similarities between the two in terms of strong, you know, the, their influences and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting what happens. Sage, what do you think about the youth block? And who are your top two that will come out of the U-Block? 
for the U block, um, one thing is I'm surprised that uh, um, a key match for uh, Shooter is not the other three musketeer. Like, they said Hikaleo, but I'm like, shouldn't it have been Suji? Shouldn't that have been a, highlight, a, a key match for him because of the th- whole three musketeer thing now that y'all didn't put it in place? Um, mm. Well, here's what, New Japan, here's what New Japan put down on their website as why this is a key match for uh, him against uh, Hikaleo and Osaka. Quote, Umino's physique, good looks, and natural charisma have seen many a comparison to Hiroshi Tanahashi. The Aces' ascent was fueled in part by matches against larger opposition at like Scott Norton or Giant Bernard. Tanahashi would credit them for forcing him into the underdog position and wrestling from underneath, earning the fans and his competition's respect in the process. Umino will attempt to cut down the huge tree that is Hikaleo on August 5th, though with the match being his last in the group, it is less about earning respect as it is a critical last two points, end quote. Mmm, okay, okay, okay. I, okay, I, I see that, I see that. Um, Shooter... And Kia Moore. Uh, Kaido. I'm sorry. Kaido. Um, which his name is some, Galaxy something, too. They uh, When they put it up earlier, it was Galaxy something. Um, I see those two making it out, out of the block. Uh, which two? Shooter and Kaido, Kaito. Okay. Um, I I really think we're gonna gear up and get still get uh maybe him and Okada somewhere in the playoffs. I'm I'm hoping, but maybe not. But um, yeah, I see I see him making it out of the block but i also see shooter winning this whole thing i'm gonna be real with you i see shooter winning this whole thing i the the and the reason i pick shooter is because the theme is change sonata the whole theme of the year has been changed sonata Need wanted a change of the guard. Uh, Bullet Club needed a change. The G1 is themed change. We're going to get a, we're not getting one of the previous people winning. We're going to get somebody new. And I think you're already putting them on the pedestal. Out of the three musketeers, shooter is the is the is is the one. Shooter is the one. All right, 
I, when I look at this this block again, it's the youth block again. You only have two guys who are over thirty who have been in the G one before. They know what to expect, which is Chase Owens and Sonata. Sonata has been to the finals before. He knows how to get there. Chase is still trying to find his way in terms of getting, uh, you know, getting far in the G one. Only two are going to make it into the, uh, the what they're calling the knockout phase, where you're going to where basically the top two from this block. The first place from this block faces the second place of block C, while the second place of this block faces the first place of block D. It's a really weird sort of uh, way of setting it up. First place block A faces second place block C. First place of block B faces second place of block D. First place of block C faces second place of block B. And then first place of block D takes on second place of block A. So there you go. So basically... uh, Basically, if we do possibly get Kiyomiya versus Okada, it would have to be in the semifinals, possibly. Possibly. Let me check. Let me check because I want to make sure because I feel like I feel like it, that might not even happen. Winner of, of A block versus second. Winner of first of A block versus second of B block versus winner of first of B block versus second of D block. So, yeah, it's a possibility. If Okada finishes first in the B block and then wins that quarterfinal and Kiyomiya finishes first in the A block and wins, we could get Okada versus Kiyomiya. Mm. We could still get it. Or or even if that doesn't happen, um, first of C block versus second of B block faces the winner of first of D block, second of A block. So even if Okada finishes second in the B block and Kiyomiya finishes second in the A block, we could still get that as a semifinal. So there's a possibility of that happening as a semifinal if they both finish first or they both finish second. Yeah. But yeah. besides the point, this is a very unique situation with this with this block because you got you have showed you have Umino, you have Narita, and you have Suji all who came back from excursions all within the last year, with Suji being the last one to return this year. Um, Narita's the only one who's seen any kind of success being a never-open-weight champion, a six-man tag champion. But Cave Kid just found success, becoming a strong open-weight champion, and a strong open-weight tag champion, and he knows what to expect in terms of the Japanese strong style. Kaito Kiyomiya has been a former heavyweight champion, but he's most notably known for letting Okada run him out of his own gym uh, in his own home promotion earlier this year. So he's got that going for him. Um, Chase and Sonata, as I said, they're the most experienced. Chase is in his third straight uh, tournament, third overall, and Sonata's in his eighth. And he's the heavy, he's the world champion, so he's got the target on his back. You got to think that Sonata is only going to lose one match in this block, and whoever he loses to is going to be the person that he'll defend that championship next before Wrestle Kingdom, which could possibly be Chase Owens on the last night of block. And and Chase so, could be the bracket buster. Absolutely, my top two I think will be Sonata and Shota. I think those two will be the top two that will come out of A block. Sonata and Shota to really tease the fact that there's a possibility that Sonata could become the first in a long time to win the G1 as the IWGP champion. First time ever. Oh, shit. First That's time a first ever. time ever. No one has won the G1 and been champion at the same time. 
And also it's never would, happened. Also, if Sonata does win the G one, he will also he will also uh accomplish another first time not only that, but no, another first time uh event that never has never been done, and that is your stat of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Just wait. If Sonata wins the G G one Climax thirty three tournament, he will become the first New Japan wrestler to not only win the G one as world champion, but also win both the New Japan Cup and the G one in the same calendar year. Which has never oh, been done. Oh yeah. That's and never been done either. That's your stat of the day. So that's a lot of pressure on Sonata to make history, winning the champ, winning the G1 as the champion, and winning both the New Japan Cup and G1 in the same calendar year. Uh, but we move that's on great. to the B block, which is a very, uh, which has some of the top pre-tournament favorites in one block, uh, including, of course, the current, the defending champ tournament winner who has won this tournament four times, Kazuchika Okada in his 12th overall, 12th straight year. He won it back in 2012 and 2014, and he then won it in 2021. And then last year, 21, he defeated Kota Ibushi by referee stoppage due to injury. And then last year, defeating Will Ospreay. He is currently one-third of the Never Openway Six-Man Tag Team Champions. They're saying that his key matchup will be in Nagoka on the 21st against Taichi. Remember, they have had history, Taichi and Okada have, especially yeah. over the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Yoshihashi is also in Block B. He is a current IWGP Heavyweight Tag Champion. This is his fourth straight appearance in the tournament, seventh overall. His personal best was last year when it was only uh, seven blocks of uh, four blocks of seven at 28. Uh, 28 uh, uh, competitors and he went three and three with six points well nine points I should say which was his best uh, so far in his seven previous appearances his key matchup is again is a familiar rival in Kenta who you know they fought over uh, over the bow staff uh, Tangaloa there's gonna be a lot of eyes on Tangaloa who made his first appearance in the G1 back in 2021 he finished with three and six when it was back to the only it was back when it was only two blocks of ten uh, he finished three and six with nine points had a respectable show in his debut but having been gone from in-ring actions in four in in a year and four months so 16 months he has been away from the ring because of a knee injury so it'll be interesting and to he's see still not 100 percent We'll be interested to see what happens with the Silverback in this one, but uh, his key matchup is against Yoshihashi, uh, who he's um, he's actually had a victory over Yoshihashi when he first uh, had his first singles tour in New Japan, so he can definitely uh, look forward to that one. El Fantasma, who's in it for the second year in a row, and he made the comment during his press conference that at least this year he won't be coming off of doing best of the Super Juniors and then the G1. He's only doing the G1. His debut saw him very close to making it to the semifinals of the, of the tournament. He finished with nine points, and he will be one of his key matches is going to be against Tangaloa, who ELP was one of the individuals that basically helped to expel the Grills of Destiny from Bullet Club, so you know that's going to be eyes on that. 
Tai Chi, Lord Tai Chi, uh, Sage's Lord and Savior Tai Chi, in his fifth straight tournament, fifth overall, the current KOPW 2023 uh, champion. He has had two G1s, his first two G1s, where he had his best showing of, of of eight points. He had eight points and a four and five record, both in 2019 and 2020. Uh, but he hasn't had very good results in the last two years in 21 and 22. But coming in not only with a new stable, but with that championship, it looks like Taichi could be do- making a lot of noise here. And he has his goal. He wants to face his stable mate Sonata in the Tokyo Dome for that championship. His key matchup will be the great Okan. Uh, who he um, was able to uh, defeat when they were both having a uh, he was able to, he who we lost to when they were both having a very difficult G one last year so he's going to be looking to try to get a uh, victory back over Great Okan uh, from last year Will Osprey who's now the IWGP US champion. Um, in his fourth time in and second straight year as you know he was a finalist last year losing to. Uh, to uh, Okada in the finals of last year's tournament. Uh, he's had a hell of a year with those two banger matches with against Kenny Omega for the IWGP US Championship at Wrestle Kingdom in January and then at Forbidden Door just a couple weeks ago. So you know he's going to be, there's going to be all eyes on him. His key matchup will be a rematch from last year's final on July the 27th, Ota against Okada. And then, of course, the great Okan, who was in his third straight and third overall. His best tournament was uh, was eight-point uh, eight uh, output in 2021. But again, he struggled last year, so hopefully he can bring it back. Uh, the champion of the British, the current British heavyweight champion, can bring it back and do something with it this year. His key match will be an inter-factional uh, matchup against Will Ospreay on July the 25th in Corquin. And then, of course, you have Kenta, who's in his fifth straight and fifth overall. So basically, in this block, there's not a single debut person in here. Everybody's been in this tournament at least once. And his personal best was 12 points in 2021, almost making it out of the block stage uh, in 2021. Uh, and having recently lost a strong openweight championship to Eddie Kingston in Corquin last week, he's going to be looking to rebound and get something going here. Uh, after making his debut in 2019 in the G1, he's going to try to do something with this one. So his key matchup will be against El Fantasma on the 27th, who, if you remember, Kenta was one of the ones that helped to expel ELP out of Bullet Club when David Finley officially took it over back uh, earlier on this year. Uh, Sage, your thoughts on the B Block? B Block is stacked. This block is super hard. Super difficult to pick out of. I, I like a lot of people in this block. I know one person that I, we're going to ride the wave of, Will Ospreay. Yep. We got to ride the wave of Will Ospreay. As he said, I walked into Canada, 13,000, and I kicked their homeboy's ass and brought back the U.S. title. As much as we want this match, I think 
I I think Okada don't make it out the block. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? What? The last time Taichi took the G1 series, he got how many points? Eight, right? Yes. And how many matches do they have? Seven? Seven. Seven. So that means 14 points. 14 points is the best you could do, but that means you have to go unbeaten. Yeah, undefeated. Um, So we're saying between 10 and 12, maybe between 8 and 12 will be probably that that number. Um, Hmm. As I'm thinking about it, like thinking of matches, Maybe, hmm. I know I know I'm going Will Osprey. That that's a that's given. Maybe, maybe Tai Chi. Maybe Tai Chi, because he says he's taking this tournament serious, and to be honest, like yes, we seen. Sonata win the big final. Maybe this would be another notch for just five guys. Because I said, I don't think Sonata going to make it out the block. But if Taichi make it out the block, it's a bit meaningful because Taichi, he deserved that. He, he, he's, he's been going through it. He's been going through a lot with the, with the company. He's been. He said he's enjoying his life. So I'm gonna say Tai Chi and Osprey make it out of blocks. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say I again. I can't bet against Okada. I'm going with Osprey, but I can't bet against Okada. G1 Okada, you can't bet against him, regardless of what's been going on, and that he's not the I'm world champion. Right. This, that, the third. You can't bet against G1 Okada. There's just no fucking way, and I'm not going to bet against G1 Okada. I think he comes out of the block, but Sif is going to die on, the, on a certain hill. He's saying that Kent is going to come out of the B block with Osprey. Mm, possibly, possibly, he did just go through a title change. It might be, might be. Well, I'm just I'm gonna stick with Osprey and, and Okada. They're gonna come out of that one, and then the C block, which everybody's calling the Murderers Row, aka the Hard Hitters uh, block, because you got nothing but heavy hitters in this one. You have Tangaloa, who's in his third straight tournament and sixth overall. He was a semifinalist last year, beating Jay White to get to the semifinals when Jay White was the world champion. Tamatanga. And uh, Thomas Tonga beat Jay White to get to the semifinals. And, of course, he's going to be one of his key matches will be on the 26th in Cork when he will be going up against current uh, Bullet Club leader and never openweight champion David Finley, who sent him out. David Finley sent them out on a stretcher the last time they faced each other. Uh, So, again, we're going to see. That's going to be an interesting one to see what happens there. 
Tomohiro Ishii, one-third of the never-openweight six-man tag team champions in his 11th straight and 11th overall, who basically said in one sentence he's going to beat the crap out of everybody here. And I believe him. He's going to beat the crap out of everybody here. He's not going to beat everybody in terms of getting a Vic, getting a lot of Ws, but he will beat the crap out of everybody. Um his, based on the numbers, usually every three years, he does his personal best, which is five and four, ten points. He's done that on the 2015, 2018, 2021. We're in 2023, so I wouldn't put any money on Stone Pitbull getting ten points in this tournament. But uh, he has struggled in terms of one-on-one -on -one matches this year. He's one in three. Uh, and which is a 25-year low for him. So if you're looking, if you're putting your money on Ishii coming out of the block, you might. It's a long shot. It's a it's a long shot for him. But I think he's going to have to have a strong showing in this one if he's going to otherwise get to 2014 and G1 Climax 34 to get a chance to try to get 10 points like he does every three years. His key matchup will be a matchup on the 26th in Corquin against Eddie Kingston, who they are currently. One and one in matches against each other. They're one and one. They fought each other at Capital Collision in D.C., which me and Sage were there for. And then they fought each other in Chicago for AEW, in which um, Ishii won. Uh, Eddie won the first one. Ishii won the second one. So now this is the rubber match between these two. It is in a very, very big spot in terms of the G1. Shingo Takagi, who his best record was in 2021, where due to a really shitty double count out, came short of making mm -hmm. it to the finals. Uh, he went 6-2-1 in that, that year, and he was the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion that year as well. But now, you know, he's going to be really looking forward to making his mark here. His key matchup is the 19th against Aaron Hanari, someone who had, he had a heated rivalry in the springtime after Hanari eliminated him from the New Japan Cup. But then Takagi beat him in the ultimate triad match for the KOPW uh, championship uh, in Corcoran earlier this year. So now these two are going to go at it again. I can't wait for that one. Matt Mikey Nichols, who was making his debut, he's going to be looking forward to going up against his former stablemate, Tomohiro Ishii. He came into New Japan in 2019 under the banner of chaos. But during the pandemic, while he was stuck in, in Australia, left chaos and rejoined the newly re reborn TMDK. So I'm pretty sure that Ishii is going to have some, 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 work, some, some forearms and some shots for Matt Mikey Nichols in this one. Aaron Hanare, who made his debut and didn't have a very successful debut, one in five, uh, only two points, but he's going to look to really get things going. Sure. And his, his key matchup is actually against Mikey Nichols on the 16th, and here's why. Quote, Hanare won his opening match in 2021 in Sapporo and wants to do the same in 2023 against Mikey Nichols. A distinctly different opponent to Tanahashi, Hanare and Nichols should bring the furious street fighter out of one another J July 16th in what should be a wild brawl to kick off C-Block. And then, of course, we have Eddie Kingston, who's making his debut, the new strong openweight champion. His key matchup will be uh, on the opening night for C-Block against Shingo Takagi, which they have never really touched. So I'm pretty sure that's going to be a physical matchup. And then, of course, David Finley, the current never openweight champion, his key matchup will be against Evil Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. And with the words of, of 
evil during the press conference. I'm pretty sure Finley's going to want to have something to say. Last year in his debut in the tournament, his mantra, his rallying cry was, expect me. But now he has a different outlook on things going into this one as he finished at, at – uh, Six points last year, three and three, almost making it to the semifinals in in a very competitive block uh, last year where he beat guys like Juice Robinson, Shingo Takagi, and Will Ospreay when he was the U.S. champion. Uh, but we'll see what happens this one. And then Evil, it is eighth straight and eighth overall. His personal best is back in 2021. Uh, where he finished 7-2, 14 points, but still came up short of the finals. Uh, but he has not had much success in the last uh, couple of G1s, and he hasn't had much success this year. Uh, his key matchup will be against Tama Tonga, who was able to take the Never Openweight Championship off of him earlier on this year. So he's looking to get revenge on that. Sith, Sage, I said, I said Sith. Sage, your thoughts on the heavy hitters block C. These gonna be some fights that I'm ready to watch. Well, I'm gonna be waiting for Block C Jones to come out. <laughs> Block C, Block C, rest of the day. <laughs> I'm with it. Uh, Finley and Shingo. Finley and Shingo. Shingo might be the one. Shingo might be the one if they don't go with a younger guy. Shingo, Shingo deserves the win. He's done everything for his company. Yeah, I'm liking Shingo coming out of this block because he's been able to withstand those fights. Um, David Finley, the trajectory that he's on, pushing to the top. So I'm, I'm one of those two. One of those two definitely might may come out of that. Those two might might be the ones coming out of that block. Um, Sith is saying Finley and Takagi come out of C block, but Kingston is a sleeper. Um, I'm gonna say I'm looking at Shingo and I'm looking at Finley as well as who will come out of the C block. They they're gonna be hit. They, they but when they come, whoever comes out of C block, their bodies are gonna be. Fucked because they're dealing with a lot of heavy-handed, heavy-hitting motherfuckers in that block, and ain't none of them gonna be ain't gonna take it easy on them. But and I think yeah. that Eddie Kingston, I think Eddie Kingston out of seven matches, I think he'll finish with uh, eight points. He'll go four and I think he'll go four and three. I think he'll go four and three. He'll finish with eight. He'll finish just short. But if we thinking think about it, him beating this thing about it, him beating Ishii, Nichols, um. Maybe Finley, like he got for that for that to happen, he got to be two. Ishi Nichols, Mate Tama, Finley, 
maybe oh evil yeah so maybe those his four that he win yeah but i think that's that but he i think he falls short from takagi and from david finley yeah possibly i think he falls short I think I think Takagi and, and Finley each win. Oh, Aaron Hanare in that block too. Um, no, he's not. No, C block. You said C block. Yes, yeah, C Aaron, block. Aaron Hanare is in the B block. No, Aaron Hanare is in C block. What are you oh, talking about? Oh, trust me, I remember because he said these these hit motherfuckers. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. He is in C block. Yeah, Aaron Hanare is in C block. You're right. My bad. I was, I yeah, totally so like right. I just I just mentioned them too. Yeah, I, that's why I was like, yes, he is. <laughs> um, mm, I don't know. Kingston might be able to pull out some points. You know, Aaron Hanari ain't got no character. Eddie Kingston a gangster. So <laughs> <laughs> he said Eddie Kingston a gangster. All right, let's talk about the D block, which has the most experienced. Uh, group in there only two wrestlers in this block are making their debuts and three and i believe it was one two three and four out of the five four out of the the six that are been in this tournament before have been in this tournament 10 or more times and of those four that have been in 10 or more times three of them have won this tournament before two of them have won it more than once uh, so this is going to be a very unique block because of the fact that you have so much experience in there with the two debutantes that are in there. So we start off with Hiroshi Tanahashi, who has who's the most experienced G1 Climax competitor. 22 times he's been in this tournament, 22 years in a row. Won it back in 2007, 2015, and 2018, and currently one third of the Never Open Way Six Man Tag Team Champions. His key matchup will be July 30th against Hiroki Goto, uh, who they have had an off again, on again rivalry. They have had history, especially in G1, so that'll be a very unique matchup to look forward to. Speaking of Goto, he's in it for the 16th time in 16 straight year. He won this tournament back in 2008 uh, with the rallying cry. Up. The G and G1 stands for Goto, uh, winning where he won the tournament on his first attempt back in 2008, and he has had some pretty good successes in G1 since then. He is currently one half. He won the G1, 2008, and uh, he's one half of oh. IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. His key matchup will be on opening night for the D Block against Toriano, who they faced the last time <laughs> that they faced each other in the G1. Um, they he's won his last three encounters with Yano in the G1, including uh, their last meeting, which took place in 2020, which still to this date is the fastest match in G1 Climax history when he beat Yano in 18 seconds. So you know they're going to be, that's going to be something to talk about with that one. Speaking of Yano, he's in it for the 18th time, 17th straight year. His personal best is way back 13 years ago, 2010, where he finished at four and three and eight points. Uh, he had a 57.1% winning uh, rate. Uh, his key matchup will be against Shane Hayes, who used to be a tag partner of his way back in 2015. Uh, but now they're going to be on the other side of the ledger with uh, 
Yano representing Chaos and Shane Hayes representing TMDK. Tetsuya Naito, who's continuing on his quest to want a main event. Wrestle Kingdom, he's in his 14th straight and 14th overall. He won this tournament back in 2013 and 2017 and is looking to try to get, uh, win it again and try to get a shot at being in the main event of the Tokyo Dome. His key matchup will be on the final night of block on the knife in Hamamatsu against Hiroshi Tanahashi. So that will have a big match feel to it, especially if they're both in the running to be in the top two. That should be a huge contest in Hamamatsu on the 9th of August. The current New Japan World TV champion, Zack Sabre Jr., representing TMDK. He will be in the seventh match in seventh uh, tournament, seventh straight. His personal best have been in 2022, where he went four and two. He had eight points. And then twice in 2018 and 2021, he fit had six. He was six and three with Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, but hopefully, you know, he'll have an extra five minutes from the time limit. He's used to wrestling for his TV championship with 20 minutes instead of 15. But he will be looking to gain to utilize his experience working in less and like quicker time limits to be able to win these. His key matchup will be second to last uh, from the in the block. He'll be facing Tetsuya Naito, who Naito beat. Uh, ZSJ on the last night of block action last year in under two minutes denying ZSJ a spot into the semifinals and uh, things like that. So he's going to be looking for revenge at Hiroshima on August the 2nd. His fellow TMDK uh, stablemate Shane Hayes will be in this matchup. Shane Hayes' key matchup will be against Alex Coughlin. Jeff Cobb, who's in it for the fifth straight year and fifth overall. His personal best was two years ago when he went on a tear only losing on the last night of block to Kazuchika Okada to miss out on the finals. He went 8-1 and one and had 16 points, uh, but fell short of getting into the finals. Uh, and then he... Um, he, uh, he, he was part of that monster A block from last year, but this year he's part of this uh, unique block here. His key matchup will be against the man he has faced twice this year for the TV championship, Zack Sabre Jr. That will take place on the 26th in Corcoran Hall. They had a draw the first time uh, at Dontaku before at uh, Dominion. He, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. was able to win. And then, of course, making his debut, one half of the strong openweight tag team champions, none other than Alex Coughlin, uh, who his key matchup will be against Jeff Cobb, who uh, it says here that, you know, Quote, last year's tournament saw a, a super heavyweight competition that led to the aptly named Monster Block. While the Monster Block is not in place this year, Monster's battles are certainly are. And this battle of incredible heavyweight strength is one all fans should be eagerly eyeing in Sendai on July the 19th. Say, Sage, first of all, what is that in the background, one? And two, what, did you think, what do you think about the D-Block? Um... Let's see. The one, the thing about this is D block is like you said, it has all the experience. It has a lot of experience, and it has one debut. That's that's a major, a major debut because As Coglin got a chip on his shoulder. Um, the two people I see coming out of this block. And they keep they first of all before I get out before we talk about that part, yo we get 
Yano and Naito. Yano and Naito. Oh, that's going to be one that I'm waiting for because we ain't got it in a while. And the one that we were supposed to get, ZSJ put put Naito out. So um, (laughs) he gave everybody two points. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and notice that ZSJ and Naito are uh, further down. (laughs) So a little further down. Uh, the two I see coming out of here is that one is that definitely that. Um, hmm. I'm gonna have to say Naito, Zach and Naito. Uh, by the way, you get Toriano and Tetsuya Naito on July 23rd. That's next week. No, that's not next week. That's next. Yes, it is. That's next next Sunday. Yep, wow. Next Sunday. Yay! Yay! Oh, I'm be I'm be happy that day. Yay! Um. Still yeah. saying Tanahashi and Zack Saber Jr. come out of D Block, and Big Jeff Cobb is a sleeper. Jeff Cobb is definitely a sleeper. Jeff Cobb is definitely a sleeper. Um. Tanahashi gonna get his. When does Tanahashi face Zach? When does Tanahashi face Zach? Yeah. Opening night this Sunday. Oh, he about to unscrew his knees. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Saber and Knights. <laughs> Yeah, I can't argue with that one. I'm going to rock with you to say that Zack Sabre Jr. and Tetsuya Naito, I think, are coming out of the D block. All right, now that we've picked our guys, we picked. Uh, so to recap, I picked coming out of the A block, Sonata and Shota to come out of the A block. Come out of the B block, I picked Okada and Osprey. Out of the C block, I picked. Uh, Takagi and Finley, and then out of the D D block, I picked Naito and Saber. Out of the eight that you picked, Sage, who wins it all? Shooter. No, no champion. I don't think of any. First of all, I'm gonna eliminate now any of the champions that I picked that come out of their blocks, not win, not winning the G1. I don't, I, just, I, I don't see it. It's never been done, and something that's a change could be done, but I don't see them doing that because you don't know when they'll lose that title. Boom. And I believe so far, I believe Wrestle Kingdom is going back to one night again. Yes, it is. So, yeah, no. Um, Shooter has no title. Shooter has no title. Uh, Mister Mister Noah, he can go back home until until. And this is why I think another reason why I think they're not coming out. He Okada's not coming out of the block to keep Okada open for the um, for Wrestle Kingdom to fight Kaito. I think Kaito reemerges. 
at at uh there and to fight Okada. Um, but I think Kaito, Kaito, he 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 might bounce in in the uh, first round of the knockout. But I think Shooter goes all the way. Um, because it won't be the first time somebody came back from excursion and. And in the year that they really come back from excursion, they end up winning the G1. Okada did it. If I'm not mistaken, Naito did it too. I, I think Tanahashi did it too. <laughs> um, yeah, because Okada came back in 12. And what's the name came back in uh, uh, Naito came back in 14. Naito, Naito won. F- what year did Naito win? Naito won 13 and 17. Okay, 13. So Okada won t- 12. Naito came back the next year and won. Um. Hmm. It's Shooter or Naito? It's either Shooter or Naito. Um, Naito it has been on this ever-loving story of, I need to go back to the Tokyo Dome in the main event. But Shooter may be the guy that the guard is being changed to as the new ace of the universe. So... In that three musketeer thing, you're gonna now have to live up with them being the three musketeers and everything. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm taking I'm taking shooter all the way. It's funny that you just mentioned Naito's name because that's who I'm picking is Naito, and here's why. What? What? What better storyline can you ask for? Sonata beat who in the New Japan Cup before jumping to just four guys, just five guys? Naito. 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 Exactly. Naito. Naito's been on this ever-loving quest of wanting the main event, Tokyo Dome, Wrestle Kingdom. Who better for him to wrestle against in that main event than his former stablemate, one of the first guys he brought in to LIJ that beat him in the New Japan Cup, and then left him high and dry. It writes itself. It writes itself, Sage. Come on, man. Come on. It writes itself. The whole fucking thing writes itself. Naito Sonata, main event, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, it does. It writes itself. There's no way. I I, I, I get the the argument for, for Umino. I get the argument. I really do. I also had a secondary choice of Shingo. I even had a secondary choice of Shingo. But Naito makes all the sense in the world. All because of the story of New Japan Cup. He beat Naito and then felt he surpassed Naito and didn't need to be in his group anymore. So he left him. So now Naito has a chance to go to Russell Kingdom and say and beat him and say, you never surpassed me. And we can finally get a Russell Kingdom 
LIJ roll call without it being interrupted by another prick like Kenta. Yeah, okay. You know, Wrestle Kingdom has all the all the surprises. Um, I I I, I truly understand the argument because, like I said, he he would it. I feel like he would be the one. But, bro, like one, he didn't just leave him high and dry. He's seen that you can't outshine the leader of a group. He wanted something different for himself. He he also said, I have no bad blood with them. They might feel some type of way, yes, but I really don't have bad blood with them. And, and the only one that took it hard, really, that showed that he took it hard was uh Hiromu. Hiromu was the one who took it hard. But I really don't think I don't I don't, I, I don't know. I just can't I just can't I guess with the change thing it makes me want to say hey Let's do what let's do something different, something new, and let's get someone new in here. And we shooter has shown he can step up in big matches. He he's lost gracefully in in big matches. So he he's done the business. Just need him to do the business. I yep. think he gonna. I think he gonna do. I think Shooter gonna do it. Yep. All right. Now it's time to get into the action itself. The tournament starts on the fifteenth, which is on a Saturday in Hokkaido. And we will see so the start. The tomorrow. first night is gonna be the A block and the B block work, working together. And our first match that we're gonna look at is the B block. The B block opens things up with Yoshihashi taking on El Fantasmo. Sage, who you got in this LP. one? Yoshihashi or El or ELP? <laughs> you know, you know where I'm going right here. I got Yoshihashi. Fantasmo. Oh God. I'm I got Yoshihashi. I think fa- right. I think nah, I think Fantasmo gets a good kick. He needs a good kickoff. True. All right, next up, Chase Owens versus Gabe Kidd. Will Chase be on the case? I, I think so. I don't think Gabe Kidd is ready for Chase. We haven't seen Chase in a while, and on top of not seeing Chase for, in a while, we have he hasn't um, – Chase, Chase probably got some stuff up his sleeve. I'm, I'm going Chase. Yeah, Chase is on the case. I'm also going with Chase. And then Sith is going with ALP and is going with Chase as well. Uh, our next matchup, Kenta taking on Tangaloa. Who you got in this one? Kenta. Yeah, Kenta? Yeah. Yeah, I got Kenta as well. And Sith has Kenta as well. Uh, next matchup, Shota Umino versus Ren Narita. The matchup of the Rewa Three Musketeers. I think Shooter gets his gets his win right here. His his main kickoff win. 
Yeah, I'm also going with Shooter. Seth is going with Shooter as well. Kazuchiko. You know what? Go- you know what? Hold on. Wait. Uh oh. Give me Renarita. All right. I'm sticking with Shooter. Uh, Kazuchiko Okada versus the Great Okan. Who you got in this one? Okada. Same. Yep, going with Okada as well. Sith is going with Okada. Yoda Suji versus Kaito Kiyomiya. Who you got in this one? I'm going to say Kaito. Okay. I'm going with Suji. Oh, his sits going with Kiyomiya as well. Okay, I'm on, I'm on an island. Uh, tai Chi versus Will Ospreay. First night? What? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tai Chi versus Will Ospreay, night one, baby. I'm going to say Tai Chi. Tai Chi. I'm going with, with Osprey. Sis going are. with Osprey as well. You know, I long wolf Tai Chi a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then uh, Sonata versus Hikuleo. Sonata. Same. Sonata. All right. So that's our that's our first night of action there with A and B block. Next, our night two preview, which will see the C and D block opening nights. And we start off. Hang on. We will start off as they still be still in Hokkaido for this one. Tomohiro Ishii versus David Finley. This will be a rematch from New Japan Cup when Finley. David Finley first revealed that he was in Bullet Club. He's you're going with Finley. I am also going with Finley. All right. Hiroki Goto against Toroyano. So we're not even going to wait to get this match. I think Yano will win this. Okay. Oh, Sith's going with Finley, and he's going with Goto. I'm also going with Goto. All right, Mikey Nichols against Aaron Hanare. Aaron Hanare. If he loses, I ain't picking him again. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking Nichols. Uh, and Sith's going with Hanare as well, so I'm on line. I'm lone wolfing with Nichols. Shane Hayes versus Alex Coglin. <laughs> Alex. Who? Alex Coglin. All right, I'm also going with Coglin as well. And Sith's going with Alex. Shingo Takagi versus Eddie Kingston. Whoa, we get this early. We get this early in the middle of the fucking card. 
I'm going with Eddie as well. Uh, Sis going with Eddie as well. It's unanimous. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. Zack, boy. ZSJ. I'm also going with ZSJ. Sif going with ZSJ as well. Tama Tonga against Evil. Uh, Tama Tonga. Okay. I'm also going with Tama Tonga. Oh, Sif's lone wolf in it. He's going Evil. And in the main event, Tetsuya Naito versus Jeff Cobb. What? Yep. That's your main event? That's the main event. Naito. Who you got? Naito. Yeah, I got... Yeah, I got Naito as well. I went with Naito. And Sis going with Naito as well, so we're all in agreement. Uh, Tetsuya Naito closing things out and giving us a de-ha-pon. Yeah, yeah, that I think that's gonna be the thing. All right, after a day off on Monday, they back at it on Tuesday with Block A and Block B action, and we will open up that night with A Block action. Kaito Kiyomiya against Chase Owens. Is Chase gonna be on the case against the Outsider? Kaito. Oh, you picking? Oh, you picking out Kaito? No, I think Chase going to be on the case. It, it, I think it's too early for it. Me and Sid both think Chase is on the case. I, I want Chase to be on the case so bad. But because because of, of him being this foreigner, I think I think it's going to be Kaito. Chase going to give him a fight, though. All right. Great Khan versus Kenta. Kenta. Um, I'm going with Okan. I don't know why, but I'm going with Okan. All right, what about Hikuleo versus Gabe Kid? Oh, and uh, Sis going with Kenta as well. Hikuleo, Gabe Kid. Hikuleo and Gabe Kid. Hikuleo. Same Hikaleo and Sib makes it unanimous. Tai Chi versus Tangaloa. That's gonna be a fight. Yeah. I'm going with Tai Chi. No shock there. No shock there. No shock there. I'm also going with Tai Chi. What? What? And Sith makes you unanimous. Tai Chi across the board. We all love it. Love to see it. Ren Narita versus Yoda Suji. Another matchup of the Three Musketeers. The Ray Y Three Musketeers. I think Suji won this one. Yeah, I'm also going Suji. And Sith makes it unanimous. Yoshihashi versus Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay. 
<laughs> no, but you don't put him six feet under. We're all in agreement as Will Ospreay on that one. Well, he Sonata. might not. He might not finish the tournament. That's fucked up. And then Sonata, the world champion, is in the semi-final, the semi-main event against Shota Umino. That's the semi. Yep. Yep, that's this is a semi. Shoulder got shoulder got to win this one. Oh, you got to win shoulder? this one. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Wait, he lost. If I say he lost the first one, Rand, he gonna get. Uh, no, give me Sonata. Okay, I'm about to say it. Like, you might want to think about that one. Give me Sonata. Well, it's unanimous. It's Sonata, and here's your main event on this night. Okada versus El Fantasmo. <laughs> he gonna twist his nipples off. <laughs> <laughs> um, who you got in this one, Okada? Yeah, uh, you know what? Give me ELP. Okay. Wow, I'm lone wolfing it. I'm going with Okada. You and Seth are going with ELP. I'm on my lone wolf status. Okay, I'm cool with that. I'll lone wolf it. That's cool. All right. Now we'll close this out. Frankie didn't, I guess Frankie was like reacting to the fact that you said that Okada's nipples going to get twisted off. Mm-hmm. You're going to twist them off and fry them. Eating like sausages. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Looking poor. That's so, that's so fucked up, bro. All right, going to Sendai. We talk. Here we go. Toro Yano against Zack Saber Jr. Uh, Yano. Oh. I remember the last time that Yano and Zack Saber Jr. faced off in the G One was back. I think it was in 2020 or 2021, where. <laughs> Yano was like, Come to side. Like, come to side. That's Japanese. Sorry. <laughs> he was fucking mm-hmm. with Santa Jay so hard, bro. But, uh, but, but Santa Jay made him tap out, though. Oh, no. Yeah. But the one, the year before, he, because he pinned ZSJ. The year before, he pinned him. He rolled him up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you're going with Yano. So, yeah. I think Yano. Y'all don't get his little 90 seconds in. <laughs> yeah, I think me and, me and Sith are going with ZSJ. You're going with Yano. Mm-hmm. All right. Mikey Nichols against David Finley. David Finley. Yeah. I like Mikey Nichols, but I don't see Mikey Nichols like. He about to miss his daughter's birthday for nothing. I'm sorry. Okay, dude. <laughs> sorry. All right, Jeff Cobb versus Alex Coglin. Two meaty men slapping me. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Cobb. I'm going Cobb as well. Seth is also going Cobb. Been, He's going I with Finley as be, well. I think it's going to be a tour of the islands. Okay, this one should be very interesting. Eddie Kingston 
versus evil. Evil, because House of Torture is going to interfere regardless. I think it's going to be Eddie. Eddie going to knock Eddie going to knock the shit oh. out of that back fist and hit with that Northern Lights bomb and win it. What he going to try to? And then you know everybody, you know who's not in this. I, I'm sorry, I just realized this, and I meant to Ujiro's say Ujiro's not in it. Ujiro is not in it, and that means they are taking a step forward and removing the trash. Let's get Yoshihashi out of here. I mean, um, who next? Well, I got Eddie and you and Sith going with evil. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Shane Haste. Tana. Yeah, I'm going with Tanahashi. What do you got, Sith? Tanahashi. There you go. Ooh, we're getting this early. Shingo Takagi versus Aaron Hanare. Shingo. I'm going with Shingo as well. Sith will make it unanimous. Semi-main event. Okay, this main event is wild. But first, the semi-main event. Hiroki Goto versus Tetsuya Naito. Say that again. Hiroki Goto versus Tetsuya Naito. Semi-main oh, event. Oh, man. I'm going to go Naito. Same. And Sith went Naito, too. Yep. Not all Naito. Now, here's your main event. This is going to... Hold on. I'm going to move... I'm going to go switch... I wish I had a second monitor so I could have the stream yard so I can see your face when I say this. But I remember what the matchup is. So, I'm going to look at your face right now when I tell you what the main event is for this night. In one corner... Tomohiro Ishii in the other corner. Tomatanga. <laughs> That's the main event. <laughs> What's the match before this? <laughs> Hiroki Goto versus Tetsuya Naito. And y'all pick <laughs> just when I give y'all a fucking compliment, I gotta take it back because y'all picking trash's main event. Even though this gonna be a. By the way, Sif is picking Ishii to win in the main event. Yeah, I think Ishii wins in the main event. Because Ishii wins one main event every G1 where he just don't say nothing on the mic and walk off. I don't, uh, I'm not, I'm not buying that. I'm going Tama. I'm a, I'm a lone wolf and go Tama. I'm a lone wolf and go Tama. Fuck it. I just feel like right. that, that's, that's going to be Tama right there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our picks are in. So before we go, I didn't forget about this, Sage. You probably did, but I didn't forget about this. No. Something happened on Impact this week that was fucking amazing. Let's talk about it. Mike what? Bailey and Kevin Knight, though. Let's talk oh, about I wasn't, it. I wasn't talking about that. I was that, talking about an, another New Japan star making a, a wave over in, in uh, over there. See me over, 
Yo, with listen, a new theme song and everything. Leo Rush out here putting my motherfuckers on notice. I can't Why wait to watch Slam to the guns like that. What? I can't wait that to my guys. I can't wait to watch Slammiversary tomorrow. Which, by the way, our own Dark Sith Lord will be live reacting to right on our very Absolutely. right on our Twitch channel to, on Saturday evening, beginning at around seven twenty-five ish. So make sure you tune in for that because that's going to be a fun time. But anyway, no, Leo rush out here like the fucking like what like the fucking Godfather, bro. Like what the hell? Listen. That shit. They... Let me tell you, I'm I'm at a point now where I'm just like, yo, is this is this what wrestling is becoming? Um. I'm I made I I have not gotten I have not gotten uh impact and Slammiversary is on uh, is on is gonna be on YouTube. You could buy it on YouTube. Oh, like a pay, like a pay per view. Is it gonna be on pay per view? It's gonna be on on Fight TV pay per view, and you can get it on YouTube if you're if you're an insider. I believe you can buy it as a pay per view on YouTube. That's what I because that's what I did with uh, Bound for Glory. Cause I I bought it on YouTube and watched it on YouTube. Um. I think see. that's what I'm gonna do with Slam Reversary. Is I'm gonna do that because it's the same price regardless of what platform you buy it on. But I would do it on YouTube only because the casting works so much better with YouTube than with it, with Fight TV. And then I'm not trying to have an additional forty dollars on my cable bill since my cable bill just suddenly went up all of a sudden. Oh yeah, you gotta watch that. You gotta watch that. Yeah, and ask them. Hold up, hold up, wait a minute. It said in a what? The tag teams are being defended in a fatal four-way? Yep. Who's in who's in Ultimate X? Uh Ultimate X is shit. Hang on. Let me see. Cause we're, we're, me and Seth are going to go over the card tomorrow uh, on Saturday midday when we do episode uh, two ten of the podcast. Because what was supposed to happen was uh, we were supposed to do, yeah, yeah. All right, so in Ultimate X, it's going to be Jonathan Gresham, Mike Bailey, Kevin Knight, Alan Angels, and Kushida. That's a wild ass field. Right. But what's even wild is that fatal four way for the tag titles. Yeah, ABC against Brian Myers and Moose, and then against Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan, and then Subculture. Oh, I'm not. I'm good. <laughs> he said, I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I throw up the live reaction and listen to y'all. Yeah. I do like I, I do like the um 
Joe Hendry versus Kenny King match for the Digital Media Championship because uh, Hendry did a video calling Kenny King Stripper Kitty, and now he wrestles with a hoodie on. <laughs> Wow. Oh, shit. Dog, Impact be doing some wild shit on their weekly shows, bro. Some wild shit. That's why that's why I don't mind paying the five dollars a month for it, because I can watch their weekly shows with no with no commercials. Zero commercials. And I can get through a whole show in under two hours. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, we, but myself and Sith are going to talk about it on um, on Saturday for episode two hundred and ten of the podcast. Who will so, replace PCO? That's a good question. Um, well, find out on the next episode of. <laughs> y'all will well, be talking about that tomorrow. And you know what's sure. funny? Apparently, apparently, someone put it in in Wikipedia who it is. I'm not going to say who it is though. Cause I don't know if it's true we, or not, and I'm not gonna put it when out we there. End this, when we end this live, I, I want to hear who they said. Okay, I will. I'll let you know. But yeah, but uh, so here's the schedule upcoming. Of course, we're gonna be doing our our uh, G1 Climax Recall podcast every Thursday. This time, I will try not to forget about doing it on a fucking Thursday, so that way we stay on schedule. Uh, every Thursday, we'll stream live on Twitch. The audio goes up on Friday. This week, we will have a double stream day on our Twitch channel with the podcast uh, being streamed midday on Saturday with the audio going up before Slammiversary. And then we will have live reactions to Slammiversary with the Sith uh, at around 7.25 on Saturday evening. And then next week, the podcast will be back to its regularly scheduled day and time of 6 p.m. on Saturday. So... With that being said, Sage, do you have any final words before we get out of here? Thank you for joining us for another G1. It's going to be remarkable. There are going to be a lot of picks that's wrong, I feel. And we're going to, we're, we're in for a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think that we're going to, it's going to be wild. We're going to make picks. It's going to be so obvious that it's just going to be like, Nope, we're not doing that. We're going to do this, and it's going to piss me off, and I'm going to be like, fuck this fucking tournament. Anyway, <laughs> uh, just remember just remember to check us out on social media, facebook.com slash nospotspod, twitter.com slash truenospotspod, twitch.tv slash truenospotspod, and tiktok.com slash at truenospotspod. Make sure you check out Sage on Instagram. I woke up as this guy named Sage with underscores after each word, and make sure you check out my other co-hosts the sith on twitter and tiktok at true sith dance 74 but for now for our audio listeners thank you for listening and we will catch you guys next week deuces hey guys it's champ here we hope you enjoyed that episode of no spots podcast if you did make sure you are following us so you can be notified when we upload new episodes and make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, facebook.com slash Pod, as well as on Twitter at TrueNoSpotsPod. We will catch you on the next episode, myself, Donnie Wrestling, and The Sith for the No Spots Podcast on the True Radio Network.